What's going on, guys? And welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. And you just stepped into the motherfucking Fight Club. I'm getting my shit poured up because we finna talk UFC 277, Nunes versus Pena, Kai Carr France versus Moreno, Pavlovich versus Lewis, and much more on the main card. Uh, but before we jump into that, do us a favor, like this video, do yourself a favor, subscribe to the channel. You don't know how much that means to us. But let's get into it. I'm Paul Pickawin and Contra. And as you know, don't mess with Texas. Oh, oh yeah, Texas. Uh, I'm where I came from. Hey, hey. Hey, I'm fucking with Texas. I ain't never been, but I fuck with Texas. They say everything's bigger in Texas. Alexis, Texas is from Texas. <laughs> hey, man, it's your boy, little KK, a.k.a. the Dom PYE, a.k.a. that motherfucker on the screen, man. And he and this bitch talking that big boxing, big, big beta shit real quick. What's going on, boys? Pine time, Mark, man. I don't got a shot, but hey, Paul, I got you with the bits, man. I got you. With the you don't want to see that speed. <laughs> they don't want to see those. They don't want to see those. That boy got his super juice in. Yeah, bro. That that's how UFC 277 had all this feeling, bro. Me and Kev called it. Marcus wasn't there for the picks episode, but we were saying this was a highly underrated card, bro. Like people want to talk all this shit. We we popped our own jokes throughout the pod ourselves. We had some fun with it, but we both recognized like this had a this had the making to be something nice, and it definitely did that. Niggas niggas be talking all that shit. Niggas be talking all that shit on my Conor McGregor shit. My motherfucking then they be quiet when they get when they see it's a spectacle. But Damn. Hey, shit, went, shit, shit went down this motherfucking car from the fact that my dog Pena, she she tougher than a two dollar steak diet. He tough. Motherfucking my dog Kai getting his liver sent to hell. Motherfucking some broken ankles. Early stoppages. Early stoppages, controversy, like what the fuck? UFC 277. And guess what? It always Another goes one. down to Texas. The Lone Star State, man. So where are we starting at, man? Because this card was that shit, Paul. Well, shit. We got to start. So there were seven finishes on this card, which a lot of people were talking <laughs> about. So seven finishes, four of them even on the main card. So if you tapped it only for the main card, you got some good fades. But let's talk Mega Man and Kaliyev getting the TKO win over Anthony Smith. I mean, the fight, it was interesting for a little bit, but come post that first round, I'm not going to say Ankalaev was getting beat. Ankalaev was kind of winning those exchanges. He is a great kickboxing kind of style. But come post first round, Anthony Smith immediately shot for a takedown, didn't work, didn't give up on it, pulled guard, let Ankalaev get on top of him, and just didn't really show much. And people started noting, like, is his leg fucked up? Is something wrong with his ankle? And lo and behold, as soon as the fight ends, he turns over and says, I broke my leg. I broke my ankle. So, like, good win. He was number five in the division, beating number four in the division. He moves up to maybe fight Yuri now. Maybe fight John. Maybe fights Glover. Who knows? But he's in that mix now as that title contender. But, I mean, we can't really judge this fight. Let's be real. Homeboy Anthony Smith broke his ankle. So, look, in life, I would really, that's what, that's what makes the most sense. Like when you do math, that's what makes the most sense, right? But what I've learned in my MMA journey so far is that MMA math doesn't exist. So like, not a real I, thing. I, it's not a real thing. Like there's no such thing as MMA math. There's not, there's not one, there's not a formula to get a solution to figure shit out. 
So, like, I look at that fight like Anthony Smith is one tough-ass motherfucker. Like, it takes a lot to just sit down and wait to the end and be like, yeah, but my leg is broken. But, like, I wasn't finna quit. Y'all niggas tripping. Like, <laughs> that shit is crazy. I, like, this shit is insane. I know how it feels. Like, I remember at the national championship, motherfucker, I broke my thumb in the first match. And then mother, motherfucking lost, lost eight more matches after that. But motherfucking, and I went to the motherfucking nurse, like, hey, y'all, I think there's something wrong with my thumb. Then she looked at this shit and almost passed out. Like, motherfucking, this shit's fucking huge and purple. So, like, it takes a tough-ass motherfucker to fight in a professional fight and continue going, even though you know your shit is broken. So, like, it's tough That's to judge it. It's tough to judge it, and it's crazy that it gets counted as a knockout because when you look back, you're not going to be like, oh, his leg broke. That's, what the, that's how the knockout came back. It's just going to say, you're just going to think, like, okay, TKO. So, like, it's tough, but, like, you got to respect it, but, like, and let him continue on. Let's just see him fight better talent and see if he can continue to look as good and as comfortable. No, I, I agree with that. And, I, like we said, like, he's a tough motherfucker because he didn't complain. He just took the L. He didn't even make excuses to come post-fight interview. And I think that's why everyone already – he was already a fan favorite by MMA fans because of he likes to make things into firefights. He likes to get the bonuses. Like, when people go out to get the bonuses, fans love it. So, this only added to another layer of why we fuck with Anthony Smith. That boy really is a lion. He sticks to his nickname. But I do think – Ankalaev is legit, so maybe he does go fight someone, and we'll get a real to see. Was he really ready for a title test, or was that um, maybe not exactly ready? But I don't know. I can't say much about this fight, but other than Ankalaev is another Russian who's just – we once thought Russians could only dominate at wrestling, and then these motherfuckers start kicking you in the face. So – Yeah, he's part of this new generation that's just kicking you in the face. And then we saw Anthony Smith with a broken leg, ankle, whatever happened with the injury. He shot a takedown, and he's great with the jujitsu. He's great with all the takedown. And Kaliah showed, like, hey, bro, we we wrestle every day of our fucking life over here. Just because I don't use it don't mean I don't have it. And he he immediately stopped that takedown. So, like, I can still see good things out of him with this win. I know it's no count. The Russian boys do be wrestling like a motherfucker. Because even in the Olympics, I think it's just crazy. Nah. And then, uh, but then on to our next fight, which we did, I, I did kind of tell some people, like, this low-key may be a fight in the night with these little boys at 125 or 135. It's a little weight class at flyweight. Little boys. Pantoja versus Perez. Pantoja gets the neck crank within a minute and a half. I'm not going to lie, bro. First five seconds, Pantoja and Perez meet in the middle. Just run to the middle, bang it out. After eight or six shots are exchanged, immediately Pantoja shoots the takedown, gets the takedown. As he's trying to get back up, he he wraps around the back and he gets the back. And he's just he's chilling on the back as the, Perez is standing there, like trying to fight off the hand. And then eventually he gets that standing crank and gets I watched, I watched this one. This one was crazy, okay. I was like, damn, I was fucking I wasn't expecting it to go like that. A standing neck crank. Oh my Stand, god. And, but like they was holding him. He was like giving him a piggyback ride while getting choked out. Like a fucking weirdo. Like Jake, get on your knees at least. He's giving him a piggyback ride, getting choked I've, out. I've been a big I don't know. I mean, I've never had a BJJ class, never had a wrestling class. Maybe <laughs> Kev, let me know. Is my form wrong? Okay. Someone's got the neck crank on me, right? They're on my back. I'm fighting it. I'm fighting it. 
that is that not gonna work? All right, I, you know what's crazy? I was thinking that when he said that it was stand, I was like, in common sense would tell you to just jump on his back and hope you can take the wind out of him. But because this is MMA, not wrestling, or like you, he still has control. So as long as you, uh, you better knock the fucking wind out of him or break his. You neck. better like jump off your feet and land you like you better, on his back. You better do some WWE shit and climb to the top of the octagon and jump back. Like, like, because <laughs> like, 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 this neck crank is still going to be cranking if you don't if you don't really take some air out this motherfucker. And you lost all your leverage. You was, yeah, you And what if the crank only gets stronger with the slam? It, he, like, breaks your windpipe with it. Yeah, nah, yeah that could happen too, man. But, hey, that is also an option because you could have done that first before tapping. You could at least try. That's what right, I'm doing. Before, like, before, either way, you're going to tap. Before I hit that, I'm hitting the flying back slam as I pass. You never it. know. You might get out that shit. <laughs> I just feel like there's highlights of somebody doing that. I just feel like it's some real shit. Like, <laughs> Somewhere on the regional circuit, there's people that are trying what I'm saying and end up only getting submitted worse. Not, <laughs> <laughs> and the worst part is I've seen that happen at a wrestling match. It was a weekend, it was a weekend duel meet. And these niggas was um my dog was riding, bro. Like he had dog because in wrestling there is no riding time. So you just so he just had bro on control, but niggas stood the fuck up. And these are some big motherfuckers. Like they're like 170s. That's big in high school. So motherfucking not really, but that's pretty big. So motherfucking he do just like she just immediately just jumps back and boom. And obviously that's immediate disqualification in high school wrestling and folks are wrestling. But it was like, I looked at that shit and my dog sold that bitch so cool. He was ah oh, oh, oh. how dare okay. you? Oh, I'm like my dog was and then turned into a dog, soccer player. Nigga got back to the back. Damn, like, sneak this. He was like, Yeah, I'm straight. He said, Yeah, I'm straight. That shit, that shit did that shit stung for a second. <laughs> But no, nah, but the neck crank was fine. Pantoja showed, I think, with the little split second stand and bang they did, I think Pantoja got the better hits, took him down, took his back to showcase he's the better fighter. And he called Moreno and Kai Car France both his sons at the press conference. Yeah, Damn. then my sons fight it out. I don't really care, uh, type thing. I was like, I kind of fuck with the dude a little bit because of that, but at the same time, his resume. If he had done, if he had beaten Moreno twice recently, he would be fighting for the belt right now. But because he beat him four years ago, it, like fighters change, new narratives come out. People have late runs. There's a lot of people that say they could beat Charles Oliveira, but that was five years ago. Like those those same people, we can't say the same thing right now in the current run he's on. So like, I understand why Pantoja is not fighting for the belt, but I want to see my dude, especially how he just dispatched the number six, number seven dude in a minute and a half, kind of effortlessly. Didn't even have a sweat on him come post conference interview. Like, I give my dude at least an intern fight with Kai Car of France or something. Give me something. I want him in the title talks from here on out. No more of these filler fights. Facts. Now let's talk the big boys. The big we, dog. We went from the little division to the big division. Derek Lewis versus Sergey Pavlovich. My boy Kev picked Derek Lewis. I picked Sergey. We're very split on this. We both knew it was going to be a standing bang war. We both knew somebody was going to get KO'd. It just happened to be Derek Lewis, allegedly. How do you feel about this, Kev, walking out of this fight? That was your pick. How do you feel standing on it? Like, do you feel robbed? 
I just don't think he was fighting great in the fight itself to begin with. So like it wasn't so like it's tough because like I always notice that I forget people's names when I after like I kind of like lose their lose stop being their fan for a second. Like because I swore this nigga's name was Drew. There's a lot of them, the sixteen hundred <laughs> fighters. Yeah, like motherfucking so uh, I'm not mad about the fight. I just think that, like, I don't know what he's going to do next after this fight. But how do you feel about the stoppage itself? Because I can I can speak on that for, like, a good 20 minutes. Well, before I speak on the stop, before we speak on the stoppage, how about you, Mark? I haven't heard you talk much on this, uh, on the card yet. So let me hear your, because uh, this is all a striking expedition. How did you view it as a boxer? I ain't gonna lie, man. I thought it was a little early stoppage, bro. Cause I mean, like in UFC, I've seen people get dropped big shots and kind of like recover kind of on the ground or like, you know what I'm saying? And or even shoot back up. But dudes were throwing some shots. He t- fucking loose through some big shots too. So like they were going at it for a little piece, but I thought he still had a little bit more in the tank for I thought he was like in the middle of kind of shooting up. In the process of it, you know, but he did take a big shot. Like, you can't deny that he was rocked. He didn't know where he was at for a second, but I thought he was getting back up for it. Like, I thought he still had pretty much good energy. I would say so. I think it was early stoppage in hindsight. When you look back on it, you have the replay in front of you showing that a lot of the land, like when Sergey was on top of him throwing the ground and pounds, a lot of those shots were not landing. A lot of the upper cups as Derek Lewis was trying to come up were not landing. The first shot landed. Like you, like you said, he definitely was wobbled. He definitely got dropped. That's definitely a knockdown. The post effort, but I do think some refs have the ability to see the punches, whereas some refs are reading body language. Yeah, Derek Lewis's body language for a good four seconds, especially in heavyweight, because like some people like compare other weight classes, he can't do that with heavyweights because with heavyweights, you can't allow the fight to go on that much longer because these people are throwing like 300 pounds of force behind everyone. Those are some shots. Yeah, so like, like you're reading the body language of Derek Lewis is all covered up. He's not defending himself. He's allowing himself to get hit everywhere. He definitely just got knocked down. So in the moment, I see how this stop got uh, this uh, fight got stopped. Right, it's hard to tell in the split seconds, but hindsight being hindsight with the slow motion with the replays. Oh, Derek Lewis definitely he got rocked, but he definitely ate the shots on the floor, and a lot of the shots were missing. It was just a lot of volume and bad body language, in my opinion, from Derek. Yeah, he looked like he looked pretty sloppy. (laughs) Yeah, especially like how told Kev like. Derek Lewis's ways of winning against these new strikers like Tuavasa and Pavlovich who just came in is to use your MMA. You have good wrestling. Use a lot. Don't just go into these fights being firefights unless you have one foot out of the door and you're just here for paychecks and you're here for your name and you're here for Court bag. Yeah, like you're you're still that big dude in heavyweights of the most knockouts in UFC history. Like people are gonna draw in to watch you, but if you're if you're only here for firefights. Yeah, the guy with eight inch reach advantage, five, six years age younger, and has great stand up knockout power. Probably not the dude you want to do that against, but he's shown us that he's done back to back fights. And I'm kind of looking forward toward Derek Lewis. I'm like, maybe, like, I just have a different perspective of Derek Lewis from like what he was post two years ago to like what he is now. Right. So I respect it, man. If I fuck with it, 
but the thing that got me is that like the ever since ever since um the the last Volkov fight and with um the um, with that early stoppage, I really had to start looking into how the rules work and how the reps understand stuff because they because Herb Dean is the best in the game, and Herb Dean caught an early stoppage, so accidents happen. It happens, but. So I look at the rules and everything like that and the fact that there's a lot of gray area in a lot of these situations and it's kind of up to the rep itself as like a human being, like, yo, am I going to stop this or let it keep going? So like, I can't get mad at the rep. I want to say his name was something Malone. I could be wrong. Call, but, him. Um, Call him out, Kev. I could be wrong. Well, I said his whole government out yeah, here. Yeah, he said, yeah, the Malone. I'm not, I'm not saying for anyone to get I got his address. Malone, dude. <laughs> but like, you can't get mad at, but I just look at Derek Lewis as a fighter right now. Cause you said, like you said, he's going against these younger dudes and he's not doing big things. Is he here to just get a check? Is he kind of just like, okay, I'm solidified. I've done what I've done. I'm a possible Hall of Famer. Maybe, maybe not. But like motherfucking, I can still get a, I can still get a draw. I can still be on the main card and maybe I could win. Maybe if I, um, if I get, if I get the, if I win the exchanges. So I, that's why I look like more at it than the early stoppage. Cause when I was watching DC and RC today, they was talking about how like there's some there's some fires you can kind of tell when they're done. DC's words is you can tell when they're mailing it in. They say that like Derek Lewis, he kind of just like drops to he just drops to the floor, and that's kind of how you know he's kind of like done. So the ref could also be looking at like who that person is. He might know he might be recognize Derek Lewis's style and stuff like that's that. That's true. So he might have saw that and been like, oh yeah, that's the sign for oh, I'm out of here. You know, there's so, been. Oh, my bad, Kev. No, nah, say what you got to say. I was saying, especially in heavyweights, because there's, like, a lot of damage. Like, they say, like, heavyweights, like, anyone could knock out anybody because everyone generates so much force. So, like, I believe it. heavyweights in general, when they get older, that first crack they feel, they're going to drop just because they, they don't. They don't they don't have the chin at 30 something, 30 plus years old, 40 plus years old to be able to to be able to take that 500. That's when you get hit by a truck almost. If you get clipped good. Mm-hmm. So my biggest thing is what's the next round is like, is he really going to get a camp together and really go out there to win? Because once you lose three in a row, I don't know if they, but they can still do it to you at that point. You might just be a gatekeeper after that. And uh, I think not only just gatekeeper, but if he goes, it's not that he doesn't have wrestling. I think he's older now. I don't want to say he's just here for a check. Cause I feel like that's like the ultimate disrespect for some fighters, but like, wrestling is like his back burner so he's not going to use that he he's only focusing on what he's naturally doing i naturally box people so why i'm older now i've had a lot of injuries let me just do what i naturally do i'm not going to work on all the shit i had to learn when in my mid-20s and stuff like let me just do what i do mm-hmm. i still respect it it was a good card it was a good it was a good bang and like you got to respect, but this is the big thing, right? Because of the, the early stopping and shit like that, motherfuckers are not going to put the respect that needs to get put on Sergey because that was a good win for him. That's a great win on his resume. He just be knocked out Derek Lewis. like Huge step up. He, he should only be fighting top four and top five, not top four. Like he's only His next fight shot would be, be against Tuavasa, gone. Um, Tom Aspinall off an of injury, maybe it was Chris Dawkins. Yeah, like he should only be facing top five talent off of this because he looked like he's coming. He's trying to come for some championship. Um, champ. He has some big championship aspirations. 
He's on a four-fight win streak, four knockouts, all in the first round. I mean, mm. it doesn't write itself better than that to sell a prospect. That boy trying to go on a run. But let's but let's talk this co-main event because like I feel like this is where the real bread and butter is gonna start coming out. Co-main event, Brandon Morano. Yeah, I got Mexican tequila for a reason. I told you, Kev, I got the Mexican flag around me right now when I told you Brandon Moreno's going to win. Your boy Kai Carvance, KJB for life. That was your boy. I'm going to throw it to you as I take my shot in celebration. So let me know, how, how did you feel this fight? Third round knockout, liver kick with some ground and pound. Uh, it's... Uh, it, I garbled hey. my shot. I never do that, boy. And, Ooh. It's actually CKB for life is the correct way to do it. But motherfucking, hey, my dog Kai is a champion in my eyes. I think Brad came out there. He fought a good fight. He did what he could do. He got he 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 won some exchanges. He actually he actually was winning on one of the scorecards. With my dog, with the most, with the most um controversial Doug, Doug controversy. That's what I'm gonna call him. The only person I know worse than Sal, but he was winning on that scorecard. So shout out Chai for being a champ, man. You came out there, you fought well, and hey, you represented CKB like a real nigga supposed to. How about you, Mark? How do you feel about this fight? This is a lot. This is all stand up, basically. Hey, bro, Moreno, bro, is a class. Bro, it's like a classic Mexican fucking liver punch like in boxing when they do the left hook to the body boy did a left foot to the body like that shit is crazy boy gave him a liver kick took the life and soul out of that man that's crazy bro I, yeah. that's why i be dumb knockouts would be the worst bro like to get a shot like that in the in the stomach man pff, you don't want to bro I'm telling you I remember I messaged Marcus immediately after that, and I was like, have you ever been hit by a punch that just hit you in the liver that made you just question boxing? That made you just question, like, why am I even doing this shit right now? I'm telling you, bro, those are the worst shots, bro. It locks your body up. Like, you can't, you can't do nothing but just wait it out. You just got to wait for the pain to go away. I would say yeah. the fight is definitely close, though. I would agree. Like, even if, this, if, if a score, if two of the judges had Kai Carr France winning that fight before the knockout, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, it was a good ass fight. Me and Kev were picking it. I said, I don't know what's going to happen. It's really a good ass fight right here. Facts. No, yeah, it was a good fight. I liked it because Moreno's a boss. Moreno is a boss. Like, I, that's what I got from that fight. I was like, yo, this motherfucker is really here to fight. And the fact that he's he had he did he's on his run now he's on his Oliveira run or Moreno run even though he just lost to um, Figueroa. So like he's a boss he's a baller he has great stand up he motherfucking kept everything he just kept these combinations were crazy like Kai could catch him when he could catch him but he felt like he was just like his bigger brother in the sense like he was just like yo like I got something for everything you got and it's like. He knew how to dish it out well. And that kick was just so beautiful because, like, to the liver? To those oh liver kicks, bro. That sounds – That's when I saw that, I was like, that had to have been the most painful thing he's felt. You've seen it in the man's face. When anybody – so you're feeling like this, bro. If you ever grab a part of your body, bro, your anything, bro, that means it's, like, it's over. 
Like that is an immediate sin. We've seen Tom Aspinall grab his leg in pain a week ago. We saw Kai Car France grab his liver. It's over, bro. It is over. You that means that means you stop defending yourself because of how immense this pain was. That shit crazy, bro. When I seen that, I was like, damn. I can't even imagine the force of that kick. And that's why I like Moreno, because this was late in the third round, like post four minutes in the third round. And one thing I was telling Kev, I was like, he's a cardio god. Like, and Mexicans are known to have the chin and to have cardio. And, like, he has both. He has the chin, he walks forward, and he has cardio for days. And I'm not – like, I thought it was a close fight, but in that third round, I did kind of see Moreno kind of turning up the pace a little bit more. And I don't know if that would have been the same in the fourth and fifth round. But, like, Moreno at any round is the same Moreno. It doesn't matter if it's the first round, if it's the fifth round. He just has the same pace, same cardio, same I'm going to walk forward and continue to exchange with you this whole fight. Mm. Now, let's get on to the fat motherfucker that was in the stands – that walked in with a fucking knot on his head. That was a bold kid. I'm not going to lie to you. When I seen bro over there just outside with his split the belt up, I'm like, first off, there goes God of War plus 35, 40 pounds. Motherfucking. And he's just flexing on the ass. And I'm just sitting here like. So there's, I want to, I'm going to say two things I'm going to throw to y'all. Joe Rogan has been called out on his commentating by a lot. Like he got a lot of backlash because he said Kai Car France versus Moreno is the real flyweight title fight because he believes Figueroa is so much overweight, hasn't been fighting. Like, you know, like he, he's talking about all this other stuff outside and he doesn't think he's actually even coming back to the division. A lot of people felt that was disrespectful towards the God of War as the current champ, and a lot of people are hating on Joe Rogan for that comment. But then also the other thing is a lot of people were saying Figueroa walking into the UFC ring after the fight was cringeworthy, and they didn't like the fact that it took away from Moreno's spotlight on beating this young, talented fighter in Kai Car of France. How do y'all feel about I mean, y'all can tackle this one-on-one. Y'all can go both opinions on each. But, like, the Twitter, a lot of, like, a post-fight, that's all Twitter was blowing up with. So I feel like we got to address it. Marcus, you, Marcus, let me know how you feel. I know you'd be on Twitter. How do you feel about Joe Rogan's comments calling this a real, the real flyweight title fight, even though it was the interim fight? And how do you feel about Figueroa being bigger? And how do you feel about him walking into the, 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 the ring post-Moreno? Probably for attention, for real. But I mean, Brandon was being respectful the whole time. Like it looked like they was, but he wanted to talk that shit going in there. But kind of like, I don't know. Brandon was just being more like respectful, kind of, kind of calming shit down. It seemed like to me. Right. So, do you think also? Do you think Rogan? Do you think a commentator, not just Rogan, but do you think a commentator has the right to, to call out somebody like Figueroa, who, who even Kev said it just now, he was visibly 35, 40, but he's a big dude right now. But nah, I, I mean, he, his job is to cover the sports. I mean, as a, as a broadcaster, I mean, he kind of got the right to do it. 
And you I mean he's a champion and shit. So I and technically you do have the right to call his ass out for it. But but I mean at the end of the day, who knows what he got going on behind you know, doors. But yeah, I mean, I don't really got a problem with Joe said. I would have called his ass fat too if I was an announcer. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Kev? I would let you tackle it. Hey, if I was if either of those people were saying these things and like in my in my mentions, I would just post the y'all can suck my balls, Cartman type me. Cause like what? What the fuck? Fuck y'all. First off, that nigga did look fat. I ain't gonna lie to you. What? That nigga look fat. He <laughs> looked like he was on his patty tour. Yeah, I was gonna say he wasn't patty to batty fat, but that nigga was huge. Like, I was like, I didn't think that was him at first. Cause I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Who's this nigga with shades on? <laughs> and then stole his belt. And then, motherfucker, I also thought, but I thought the fact that he walked into that motherfucker and they got figured out because there's a lot of controversy going on why this next fight isn't happening. There's a whole interim belt being motherfucking put on the line. But we know what fight we want and we know what belt needs to be put, needs to be put up. And nobody's talking. Niggas say he wants a million for a fight. He, does, he wants to do this. He wants to do that. Fuck it. I think this fight, him walking into the ring was so magic, was so nice and beautiful because motherfucking Moreno was just in his bitch, bro. I don't give a fuck about what you want, bro. First fight, fuck it. You want to do it in your country? Let's hit it. Motherfucking, if I made you feel bad, I'm sorry. Motherfucking, I don't give a fuck what. Go lose that weight, motherfucking. Let's do this shit, nigga. I want my belt back. That's all I'm hearing. And that's what made me feel bad. That boy Moreno a gangster. Not, and I would say it was a, it was like because it, it started off to me cringeworthy of like what the fuck's he doing in there? But then when they both showed each other like a respect level that they don't show anybody else, that when I walked away like y'all pulled that off correctly, like that was a, that like it, it could have went left, but instead it went the right way. I love it, man. I love to see it, man. Nah, but like. Great fight. Moreno got the interim champion. We'll get that God of War versus him. Quadrilogy, the greatest quadrilogy of all time, without a doubt. <laughs> so, Juli- so let's get into this main event. We got Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunes. Amanda Nunes got her fucking belt back. She wasn't playing no shit. I th- in my personal opinion, anybody who thought a trilogy door was still open, that door got shut hard locked it put some nails and boards around it like that shit is dead don't even fucking think about it no more but this fight was amazing for so many things but let me know why y'all thought this fight was so great especially with two females headlining a pay-per-view which we don't see often i did not know somebody could bleed that fucking much that shit was insane that was crazy like the fact that she's over here just spewing out blood just leaking this shit all over and just still fighting her fucking ass off god damn but nah Nunez is a fucking monster she's dominant she's the best of she's the best to ever do it best I've ever seen and I like her to fuck up I like her to fuck up some like 11 to 15 motherfuckers I ain't gonna say no names though but like I like her. To, I like her to really put some hands on a couple of niggas, like at this point, because she's a fucking. Oh uh, no, nah, facts. I love that. Same weight class too. Like there's a, there's a flyweight for men's, and then there's like there's a few flyweight ranked men's. I think she could bust. Bro, I used to get 
has whooped by the coach's daughter when our freshman year. So like, um, there's some girls that can out that can out change. She used to fuck niggas up. Like, she there's some girls that can really outdo some niggas. I'm not gonna lie. What about you, Mark? What did you see from this on uh, the 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 stand up perspective, or just hey? Because we didn't get to hear you from you from the pick, so we don't even know who you really rode with. But like, what did you? I was going with Pena to win for real, bro. Because you know, yeah, yeah, man. So I, I was blow, bro. Because like, first of all, Amanda fucked her whole Pena's whole fucking game plan up by doing that southpaw shit, bro. They were not prepared for that. Amanda, you know, dominant right-handed. She she an orthodox fighter, and she came out here doing southpaw bullshit, jabbing with the south or with the left hand or the right hand, and throwing them right hooks, and it just was landing every single time, bro. Like when I mean every time, every fucking time that bitch was landing, just a check hook, bow, dumbass bitch. She would let she Pena come in like this. Yeah, like. And then I stopped paying the box. She boxed really good the first fight, like with the combination she was throwing. So, like, but she didn't really have a best game plan, like stand up wise. I mean, she just was really thrown off of that softball shit because she was not able to do nothing, bro. And there was just some knockdowns, bro. I'm like, bro, that was some beautiful work, bro. There's one where she's like stepping back. And literally pivots and punches the fuck out of her with her fucking right hand, like her dominant hand. Like she backing up and then pivots right when she steps in, bro. I'm like, bro, that's like boxing one oh like that shit was like top tier, like perfect. The way she and dropped her ass instantly. I was like, man, that was some shit for real. But that was a legacy fight, man. I thought she just added more to her goatness. She she really the goat. I wish we could put the clip up here, but it's just, it's like a certain clip where she's backing up. That's, what, but that's what I was talking about when I said Pena was coming in, like Kobe Covington, head down, yeah. running like this. And Nunez was like this, pivoted back, and then poof. And then yeah, literally, bro, I was like, oh my, and then like the way she was moving at the same time, stopped, planted her feet. And fired that right hand straight on the fucking butt. That leads me into, because we're going to talk about this. I know Kev has a lot to say. 43-50 round, but my boy Sal, most corrupt judge in UFC, I think, ever. Sally. That boy, 43-50. There's ever only been three 43-50s ever given out in UFC history. And this being one of them. So this, this is now the third one in history. So... How did you feel about that judge? And but but I will say personally, because what me and Marcus just spoke about, there was multiple times and multiple rounds where shit like that was happening. And then instead of jumping on her, Nunes said, "Get back up! I'm gonna beat your ass when you get back up." I think there are multiple rounds where I can give it ten eight. I do. I I agree with Sal. Let me know if I'm wrong, Kev. I'm not gonna lie, you are wrong, but. It's because Sal gave the Sal actually gave them a 4450. Oh, was, he wasn't the 43? It was, it was Doug Corrupt. Remember, I brought Doug Corrupt during up the, the co-main event. Doug Corrupt gave the 4350 on the second and the fifth round. I say the second round was a 10-8, definitely. No cap. That was a bad round. But come on, man. The fifth, he was fighting. She was 
gold, she got gold. <laughs> that nigga dug her up is different. I was just thinking about it. But when I look at this shit, I just look like it like, because I watched the Ultimate Fighter the whole season. So I was like, I saw how, how Pena talked to her fighters and stuff like that, how she picked teams and everything, how strategic she was. How, you know what I'm saying? So Pena got my heart. But Amanda <laughs> Nunez has my lunch money. You feel me? Like, mother Man, put you against the wall. Upside Give me down. lunch money, punk. Because she knew, she, she knew I kept it in my socks. So she put it up, she put me upside down and shook that motherfucker out. <laughs> she inside me. Gave you a wet willy after. I'll tell you. I'll, 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 see, I'll see her tomorrow morning. Same same time as usual. <laughs> I'm blown. No, but Amanda Nunes is the GOAT. I mean, she's she beat Valentina Shevchenko twice, and that's my personal GOAT, even though Shevchenko's two weight, cla- uh, weight classes below. But Nunes, I think she could beat the men. And, like, if I say that about somebody, like, she truly is the GOAT. Pena did her thing. Pena showed heart. The same respect I'm giving Anthony Smith for not quitting on his broken ankle, broken leg, whatever – I'm going to give the same respect to Pena because there was multiple times where there was plenty of fighters where they past fighters talk about this all the time, but like they gave up. They knew they weren't winning that fight. And instead of taking additional damage, they tapped, they allowed their, their neck to be taken on a rear naked choke and they tapped on it. They, they like shit like that. And so for her to bleed as much as she bled, I thought her last name was Diaz, like Nick and Nate in them boys. The, she was bleeding all over that fucking thing and she never tapped she never gave up she got back up and she still walked forward so i give her my respect but for god's sake do not make a trilogy don't do that to her again no i know cap i don't want to see that fight again but shout out Pena. she had a nice she had a she went on a crazy run got that championship held it down for a long time Went to the Ultimate Fighter. She did a thing. She's still, she's still a fucking legend in my book. In my books, she grew her fan base. With like, she took the little bit she had and grew it. So I give her that. Not every fighter can become champion. She at least did that. But damn, Amanda Nunez. There's yeah. no such. She's the cheat code. There's no game plan against her. It's like yo. That's the big bully. Like that's the bully that's taking everybody. He's big bully. Facts, but that's been that was the whole UFC 277. We'll get to see Nunes defend her belt. We'll get to see Brandon Moreno versus God of War. We'll see Sergey maybe take on better competition. Muhammad Ankalaev has put his name in title contention, and Pantoja lets you know that he's the father of Kai Car France and Brandon Moreno. So take that what it's worth. But that was UFC 277. I'm Paul picking Wyndham Concha. I was joined with Kev, Waterboy Savoy, Higher Than a Kite, and Marcus PT, Primetime Penley, the boxing guru himself. And if you didn't know, now you know, motherfuckers. Got a problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't not new. Higher than I ever been. I got a problem with.